Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show Season 2 and drum roll, episode 50. I uh, can't believe we punched out 50 episodes already this year. Uh, time flies when you're certainly having a lot of fun. Tonight, uh, as I mentioned, we're here with my panel, Mickey and Coz. Um, but before we dive into all things round 20, uh, let's have some fun and dive into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why you don't understand? Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Team, congratulations on the half century, uh, knocking up 50 episodes this year. Uh, we'll have to go back through the catalogue and add it all up. I think we're tallying up some episodes. But um, the question I've got for you is, is like a little bit of right and wrong. Um, and, and I think we, we spoke about this question a little while ago. But, you know, the game seems to be getting a little bit more dramatic. There's some teams that are really starting to slide away. So I just wanted to quickly revisit it. Again, which team has surprised, excuse me, which team has surprised you the most uh, this year? Now, I'm a little bit emotional, judging by that little uh, moment there, and, and that's because <laughs> my pick, I'm going to dive straight in and say the Newcastle Knights. Um, talk more about this, obviously, later on, but, you know, I just didn't expect this. I mean, look, you know, my, you know, sometimes I think we overcomplicate rugby league. Um, you know, the fundamental thing with league is to have a really good spine, a good one, a good six, a good seven, a good nine. Uh, the situation with, with Braley was bad. You know, that, 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 that's a huge loss for the Knights, but we had Ponga. Um, and then when Mitchell Pierce left, I thought, hang on, we're, we're in a lot of trouble here. And, and we are, you know, you know, patching in those halves, um, has been really, really challenging, but you know, they showed, they teased this with a little bit of form, but look, some of the performances that we've seen recently, especially in the Roosters, um, we've completely fallen apart defensively. Uh, the missed tackles, not good enough. You know, some guys who were just doing arm tackles, you know, just a lack of energy, a lack of line speed. And, you know, one of the things that's also concerning me too is a lack of, I'd, I'd, I'd almost call it respect to fight for your coach. I mean, you know, we get all up in arms when coaches get sacked and coaches get moved on. But at the end of the day, that's in the player's control. If they like, if they respect, if they want Adam O'Brien to keep his job at the Newcastle Knights, they need to go out and they need to fight and they need to put in a better performance defensively. It's not about results, not about necessarily winning the games, but some of those performances as a Knights fan, absolutely not good enough. So, look, I've been a little bit light on the club this year, um, but, look, Ponga or no Ponga for the rest of the year, they need to do better defensively. They're a team that have been very, very disappointing and, look, might might contest for that wooden spoon. Um, something that I thought we'd kind of uh, moved away from. Uh, Mickey, it's an emotional time. It is difficult here in the Hunter Valley. Uh, you know, it, it is a little bit challenging. But, you know, spinning it a little bit positively, is there a team that sort of more caught your eye from a positive perspective? Like what team, yeah, has surprised you the most? I think um, for me it's definitely been the Cowboys. I think they've just they've been unlucky the last few seasons. Just something hasn't been right. And now all of a sudden it's just they're sitting second on the, second on the ladder like, Hectic. Even when how they can just even when they're not supposed to be winning games, you know they somehow try and find a way. Yeah. A bit of controversy last weekend because yeah. I I saw your show notes. I know where you're going here. You're sticking with your um, answer from a few weeks ago. Um, talk to us about that, and then you know 
they've gone to a new level. I, I think you've done really, really well here with, with your selection. Talk to us about this particular club that has surprised most in season 2022. Oh, they're into the top four. So Brisbane Broncos, I don't think anyone saw that happening this year. Again, they're... You know, it's not guaranteed to stay in the top four, but the fact that they've they've pushed all the way up, I think, is a bit wild. Um, I think, I don't know, they've had a couple of pretty terrible years, but they, it was all development, and they, they've got so many of those young players who are now actually like, pushing up to 20, 30 games of NRL. So um, to have that much experience playing at the, the highest level at their age, like it's they're just seeing the fruits of it this season, but I don't think... I don't know if they can make it into the or stay and play well in the finals. That's just that will be un, unheard of at the start of the season. Um, but I think people are enjoying the way they're playing. They're they're, in, they're having fun and um, they're playing nice attacking football and surprising surprising teams along the way. So um, yeah, the Broncos. That's it, it's a great selection there because they're not a patchy team that are sitting seventh. They won a few lucky games. They're in the hunt. This is a top quality, top four team, and they built it off youth. I mean, that's the thing. There's so much risk in in, in building up a young team, and there's pain uh, in that. But, you know, they have almost guaranteed, I mean, you'd nearly be bold enough to say, successful at least five years, possibly even ten, because, you know, they are so young, a lot of their players. So they have rebuilt that club so quickly. And I don't know, uh, you know, it gives me a little bit of hope there from the Newcastle Knights that, you know, uh, we can turn things around. But again, there's been so many surprises in season 2022. Uh, to our listeners, we'd love to hear a team that has surprised you. So reach out to the socials and let us know. We've got the Knights, we've got the Cowboys, we've got the Broncos. But yeah, who has surprised you? All right, team, let's dive into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team, let's dive into all things round 20, women in league round. Uh, a very special uh, time of year uh, for the game as we get to sit back and reflect and celebrate. I mean, there's so many elements to it and, um, you know, I feel like we're slowly moving in the right direction. Um, you know, obviously we've had um, some improvements to the pathways of women's rugby league. We're seeing the NRLW really, really step up. But some of those fundamental principles um, that kind of birthed this round is still in play. Like you think about all of these players and their parents and their mothers and the sacrifices financially, time, weekends to get these players to training. I mean, the reality is if they don't do that, a lot of these players that we watch every weekend and we adore wouldn't be playing our game. So a big shout out to to mothers out there, to all the women who continue to work there. And then cause, um, yeah, did you want to talk a little bit about the round itself? Because um, there's a lot of pretty special people that work behind the scenes as well at all levels of the game. Talk to us a little bit about the round. It's a, it's an absolute beauty, this one. Yeah, I am a big supporter of women in league round. I know um, sometimes people say, oh, why we why would we um, single it out, especially when, you know, women are so entrenched in rugby league. And I remember when I first started working um, in rugby league, the women in league round was exclusively pretty much to say thank you to mothers for, for birthing male players. But it – and that and, – um, that might be controversial, but that's what it felt like. Yeah, like at least it was way. acknowledgement. <laughs> we have come so far in the fact, um, you know, we are weeks away from the second um, NRLW season kicking off as well. I might just, I think 
um, it is a, it is a nice round to sort of to take stock and celebrate the contribution that women make to the game. We wouldn't we wouldn't have it at any level without women's contribution to rugby league. Um, so I think it's a very special round, and I and I support it. Let's throw in a few more. Yeah, like there's obviously you know the the the, the parents. Um, you know, commitment to help, you know, bring up and support a lot of the players that we support. There's obviously the the, the women's game of rugby league. But I think a big thing that, that's not sort of spoken about enough is like the administration and the support from, you know, women who love their rugby league that basically, and I've seen it firsthand locally, they're basically propping up a lot, a lot of our local rugby league clubs. There is so much in... The, the secretary, you know, the groundskeeping, you know, setting up clubs, you know, board, you know. So, you know, without those local clubs, there is no rugby league. There is no pathway. So, again, it, uh, it certainly touches all elements of our game. And I'm glad, I, I, you know, I know that sort of things have evolved and changed a fair bit. But, I, yeah, I'm glad that we, we continue to um, promote and uh, support and promote it. All right, team, well, let's dive into the breakdown, and that is two feature games. Uh, the first one is a little bit of a controversial for a few different reasons. We see the Sydney Roosters um, on the road uh, coming up against uh, the Manly Ringer Seagulls, 750, Four Pines Park, Sydney. Um, Mickey, uh, well, there's so much to talk about here, but let's talk about the rugby league side of it. How are you feeling about this one as a Roosters fan? Because... Uh, <laughs> the Roosters are a little bit all over the place this year and, um, you know, you've got a bit of a smile on your face. Last week must have been pretty good as you watched me suffer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, if we play like we have the last two weeks, then hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that we could get over. But then, again, like as you are saying, that bit of controversy sort of in terms of like off-field with the um, pride jerseys and like there's I think seven players who are willing to stand down so they don't have to wear those jerseys this weekend. It'll just be interesting because like there's, they don't, there hasn't been anything said about what players are being like who are not willing to play. So depending on that as well, like I think it could be end up being, yeah, a big win for the Roosters against Manly if they lose like a lot of those key players. If you lose seven players out of a rugby league team, again, my maths is not very good. I'm not sure about <laughs> mathematics, but it'll certainly have an impact. Look, I, and I just hope that the debate is respectful. You know, I feel like in rugby league sometimes, you know, look, we're a blue-collar game. We, we talk a lot of shit, you know, especially at the pub and everything like that in a really fun way. But sometimes with, the, with these matters, we get them a little bit wrong. So I, I just feel like I hope the debate's respectful. I mean, look, myself, Mojo Sports, we're all about LGBTIQA plus uh, rights. We're massive promoters of inclusivity, and I love the jerseys. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But at the same time, you know, got to respect people's religious backgrounds if they don't want to do that. But look, for me, if I was running a club, I'm like, you know, this is what we stand for. We stand for inclusivity. We're trying to show our supporters and members of our community that you are represented, you are loved, you are part of us. And look, if you don't want to play, that's fine. There are plenty of younger players who we can call up from the Reggies who will put on that jersey and put in a good performance. And maybe they can uh, have a little bit of like Queensland inspiration. No one thinks you're going to win. You have absolutely no chance. And they go out and they put 50 on the Sydney Roosters in that beautiful jersey <laughs> and it goes down in history because it is a little bit disappointing that, um, you know, politics and a few little issues are derailing what is a pretty special game. Um, you know, what, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this one? Because um, even from the Sydney Roosters perspective, I mean, this was kind of what we were waiting for. I mean, look, I know it's the Newcastle Knights. I know they were struggling. You know, they couldn't tackle 
at all. Uh, but you know, there, there were there was some pretty good signs there. I mean, James Tedesco. I'm sorry, I, I that that group chat. I just I had to let it out. I was spamming you guys. James Tedesco absolutely tortured us, and I'd imagine he'll be in a mood um, come Thursday night. I think uh, it was just to get the ladder. So the, both teams are very close. Um, Roosters are just have, have pushed the um, pushed the Manly out of the eight. So you know, there's a bit to play for. You know, whoever is playing, but I don't know. I think man, we've so spoken about Manly just being so inconsistent. Another one of those inconsistent teams. Like they can absolutely kill it if DC is on, then he can kick you to death. So I don't. I don't know. What is going on with Manly Roosters? They've had their struggles and their wobbles as well, but they've been in fantastic form in the last couple of weeks. And then just reading here that um, Joey Miner was expected to come back as well, so that's that's nice for the Roosters, I guess. You know, to get a superstar into their lineup again, up coming off a really big win. So it's it's pretty. Would be a Roosters fan? <laughs> oh yeah, wouldn't wouldn't it be great? Because it's pretty interesting. Like they they come off that really dusty performance against. Your mob as well, the dragons, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's it, it's definitely going to be a bit of an interesting one. Um, uh, Mickey, correct me if I'm wrong, but the key to the roosters, the key to them moving forward, and the key to them this year is kind of some of these combinations that have just not worked. Like if you look at it on paper, Tedesco, Joey Manu, uh, Kiri, Sam Walker, and then you do have like I get it. Brandon Smith is coming next year in that hooker role. That's going to be amazing. But I, I believe you've still got a fair bit of talent there in that dummy half position. I thought Connor Watson had one of his best performances last weekend, you know, to stick it up the Newcastle Knights. So I guess there is a lot of talent in your football team. They've been playing clunky all year. But if they can build some combinations and continue with this, this, this puts them in a pretty good position to have a little bit of a late season run. Yeah, 100%. I think along with that, like, I think injuries has been like, I don't know, one big letdown. Like, and that's why we've had that sort of inconsistency. Like we lost Luke Keary for that amount of time. And even just in in the forwards, like, you know, losing Jared Waria Hargraves and now like um, Tupanua and whoever else. Like just everybody's just and getting Billy. injured. And, yeah, Billy Smith, like everyone, like you're just losing those, that ability to build that. Um, those, you know, sleek sort of combos. Uh, like combos, just, yeah. Sorry, that was the word I was looking for. No, they just, they um, yeah. just look like strangers, didn't they? And 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 it didn't make sense because you knew they were looking silky at training. You know, you knew that Trent had them ready to go for the season, but once the game started to happen. It just didn't quite look right. And they weren't able to adjust. That's the other thing that I've really credited the Sydney Roosters. Like if they go through a month of bad football where, you know, they're getting, you know, they're struggling around the ruck or or maybe there's a few errors in their outside backs. They've always been out of pivot. But this season, it's really taken uh, a fair bit of time. All right, team, well, look, no sitting on the fence uh, when it comes to these games. We've got to offer our opinions. Mickey, uh, Roosters, I'm hearing, are going to win this one. How do they do it? Yeah, I think Roosters will. I think... As I said, depending on who isn't playing, who is playing for Manly this weekend, it could be quite a big loss for Manly, um, a big win for Roosters. But I know I still feel like it it might end up being a close game still, like, you know, like 30 to 20 or something. 
I think you know. For me, I reckon Desi. He might even he might even rest a few more players. You know, let's just play with the reserve grade. Maybe Daily Cherry Evans. We'll have him at halfback. <laughs> we'll play with the majority of the reserve grade team, and Des Hasler will deliver one of the all time inspiring. Uh, football pre-game speeches and, and Manly go out in that beautiful jersey and put 50 on the Roosters. So, look, I, the rugby league is a little weird at the moment. We are seeing some very indifferent results, uh, gamble responsibly. So, look, I'm, I'm going to go like a massive dramatic upset with emotion, uh, Manly to win at home. How about that? Because you're poking fun <laughs> at me. Roosters, uh, they are very firm, fam- uh, firm favourites, Manly. Uh, they are, yeah, they, they are blowing out in the market. What, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, it's funny because I, I think it's not. A, would not be a surprise if they win because, like you said, Desi is probably savoring this, licking his lips, going, "Oh, back to the wall kind of stuff." We can, we can, you know, use that to our advantage. But I do think, yeah, just with a rational head, I'll have to pick the Roosters because yeah. they, they are, they are coming off a pretty decent win, and the fact they're going to get a couple of players back as well and they're just um yeah starting to find their com- combos as you've just mentioned i think um they'll be hard to beat so i'll go rational but i wouldn't be surprised if it is a manly style up yours performance as well <laughs> my old man is a manly supporter so uh i'll probably uh throw on one of his jerseys if i if i get that bold prediction right especially with all those plays yeah but there we go uh roosters uh manly to open up uh women in league round all right, team, well, let's move it over, and it is the Battle of the West. Uh, Paramount Reels coming up against the Penrith Panthers, 7.55 on Friday night. Because the timing's a little bit off for this game, isn't it? Like, if it had have happened at the right time, um, you know, you'd be thinking this is probably a little bit of a precursor to what the semifinals would potentially look like. Parramatta, they beat Penrith, which Penrith haven't forgotten about. Parramatta, they, they, excuse me, they beat a red-hot Melbourne Storm at the start of the season. They're a little bit wounded. They're a little bit, they're not injured. They've got absolutely all of their players available because how are you seeing this one going? Because, um, yeah, talk about inconsistent. Parramatta Eels are right there. And Penrith Panthers, they're, they're in their own league at the moment. I think this one, because there'll be plenty of feeling it because, like, um, Panthers will well, they'll be there to play and they'll they'll know that um you know they were beaten by the eels and the eels should also hopefully feel like well we can bounce back because they were oddly flat against the Broncos. I know Broncos played upbeat footy and you know um when things are going well things will go well for some teams but it was just strange to watch that game just how not it wasn't poor how poorly the eels played but it was just nothing. It was not it when they when they're playing well, they're exciting. They've got you know attacking flair, but they just they didn't. It was all all the Broncos last week, so I, I don't know. I think it Panthers are just sort of doing it too easy this year. It's a bit boring. So I, I, I'd like to see the Eels do it again, just just you know to have a bit of fun and you know it's a topsy turvy NRL season, but. I don't know if they can. Because <laughs> Mojo Mojo merch is coming soon, and I've got some really good ideas. I mean, you know, you think about all of the, you know, the, the rugby league-isms. You know, they say uh, form is temporary, but class is permanent. That's the Parramatta Reels. There are so many classy players that, as a Newcastle Knights fan, I'd absolutely love to have on my team. But you've got to say, the form's not there. I mean, there's not too many players you can look at and say, that player is in career-best form there. You know, like... 
there's a, there's a few players are playing okay, but I'm talking career best form, even as a unit, a few different combinations. Parramatta definitely not in form at the moment, but there are there is some classy players. Um, what's your thoughts on this game? Because you know it could be competitive. Parramatta are a chance of a dramatic upset, but at the same time, if Penrith were to run through them, given the, the type of football that Parramatta have played over the recent weeks, I don't think that would surprise too many either. Well, yeah, I. That's why. So it's hard to hard to pick this one, but I think um, if the Eels show up and they and they play and, and everyone yeah finds a bit of form, they might be able to repeat it. But I don't know. I think it's going to be the Panthers. They're just doing it too easy. And even like they, um, you know, I think they had a few tries scored on them early last week, and then they just went, oh no, this isn't how we play. Kick into gear and just too easy. Mickey, Mickey, somebody beat the Panthers, please. <laughs> exactly, Mickey. So let's talk about the Penrith Panthers because, you know, uh, you don't like to lose an Origin series, but you know, a lot of people are saying it's probably the best thing to happen because you know you need to try and find motivation somewhere, and that would have stung. That would have been. I mean, Nathan Cleary dusted himself off, went and had a little holiday in Bali. Hopefully, avoided foot and mouth. Stay safe, everyone. The world's gone a little <laughs> bit mad there, but um, Mickey, they've come back, refreshed those players. They're on a mission. I don't know. <laughs> You know, this just, it doesn't look like a team that is going to be complacent. You know what I mean? Like, it is so difficult to go back to back, but it does look like this Penrith Panthers team is, is built a little bit differently. They are starting to separate themselves a little bit in the competition at the moment, uh, probably getting Parramatta at a vulnerable time. What, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think, um, well, like with Parramatta at least, they, I feel like they just beat the teams that they, shouldn't be yeah and that's why we saw them like beating the panthers um but then like losing to like the bulldogs and like yeah. you know those like what so it, it'll be interesting this weekend but yeah panthers i don't know what i don't know what's in the waters over there at the moment it's sort of annoying me i don't want to see them go back to back so it'd be nice to see them <laughs> fall off some form during finals Doubtful, I mean, but... <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting. And, guys, let's get in a little bit of an X's and O's in terms of some of my concerns. You know, Parramatta, um, you know, they've had some decisions go their way, not quite in form, but there are some things that are worrying me. Their edge defense on both sides are a little bit of a problem. You run into a red-hot Penrith Panthers who I don't even think they're looking when they're passing the football. They are just in such a rhythm at the moment. They know on either shoulder where a player's going to be, how their body's going to be positioned, what the calls are going to be. I mean, <clears throat> I have... I haven't seen a team play this fluid in a very long time. And it's not just your your Nathan Cleary's and your Jerome Lewis. It's every one, it's every player, one through seventeen, and they're just relentless. Their 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 interchange is just as impressive. So just when you think like, hey, all right, we've you know we've 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 survived you know that those starters <laughs> excuse me uh, Penrith bring on um, some fresh bodies who continue to deliver and you know you look at some of the players who aren't in the team as well you look at players like Spencer Linu I know a few few people have been speaking about some players who aren't making the Penrith side um, and as we keep speaking about some of their juniors that have broken into the team like uh, Tungo um, in the center I mean name me a player who hasn't. He's played better football this year. He's been absolutely incredible. So, uh, look, difficult. Battle of the West, both teams coming in uh, with different form lines, but there's going to be plenty of emotion in it. And, um, you know, regardless, I think the first 20 minutes is going to be very, very competitive. No sitting on the fence team. Time for our predictions. Let's quickly rip around and get those just to wrap them up. Mickey? Um, I want to throw a left ball and say Parramatta will win. Oh, there we go. <laughs> We're getting us a few bold predictions tonight. Cos, you, Penrith? Yeah, 
Boring, but Penrith. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Penrith, and I'm gonna go 13 plus. I um yeah, I, I, I think they I think they want to make a little bit of a statement here. Um, they'll be pretty salty that they dropped that game at the start of the year. All right, team, it's now time for our final segment, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so show me. oh my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, let's power through the remaining games in round 20. Cos, going to start with you. This is going to be a weird one, isn't it? This is Mount Smart Stadium, New Zealand Warriors, Friday night, 6 o'clock, taking on the Melbourne Storm. Because uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Potentially, Reese Walsh may not be at the club too much longer. Already signed with the Broncos. Melbourne are absolutely desperate for him to play. So how does that work, Cos? Maybe just before the pregame, they throw a purple jersey on him. I'm not sure how that kind of works. And then Melbourne Storm, the world is collapsing. Melbourne Storm are going to get the wooden spoon. They've lost you know, four games. Uh, yeah, good luck, my friend. What, what's your thoughts on this one? It is a weird vibe because, I don't know, Storm and Warriors is usually a special game even though, like, you know, they play in the Anzac Day. They put and 70 of them. Remember that? They put I know. I know, but it, it, even though like Warriors have struggled to beat them, it's all it's there is usually a, a vibe about this game. But this one, it's odd. It's eerie. Like I, you cannot, if you're gonna get the storm, if you're a Warriors, this is the this is the week to maybe spring that upset. Um, storm have lost four in a row for the first time in seven years or something absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I don't I don't know. But what Warriors, that I don't know. They haven't been in their best form this year, but they've played some good footy. So why not? Why not tip them to win and it. beat the storm? Relegate them to five game, five losses in a row. I don't know. It feels weird to say that. Like I'm not even the hugest storm fan. I do like them, but my eye, I don't. They're, they're running out of players as well. So, <laughs> but they still have a lot of talent on the team. So, like again, storm can win. They have they have the talent in there to. To, to win a game. They just haven't been able to put it together for a, a month now. There you go. Gamble it's weird to say. Guys. Warriors in a massive <laughs> upset. But look, at home, the fans are going to be going absolutely ballistic. Um, there there was so much embarrassment and pain um, out, of that, out of that game earlier on in the season. Like those Warriors players, you know, I, I believe if nothing else, in terms of energy, enthusiasm, line speed, physicality, this has got to be the game of the year. And, and it's got to be their best effort over the last couple of years. If not, I'd be starting to run a line through a few of these players. So I think it's a big game for the Warriors. And look, you know, Craig Bellamy, he's starting to play a little bit of a vi- Oh, I don't know if I can turn things around. The, the mind games that they're playing as a club at the moment, very, very interesting. But uh, yeah, Melbourne Storm, to lose five games in a row, that would be something. All right, Cos, let's continue to fight our way through. Uh, two teams that, um, again, very, very interesting. We've got the Gold Coast Titans sitting in 15th position. Uh, they're very happy with all the drama in the Cowboys and the Tigers game last weekend because it narrowly keeps them off the off the bottom of the table, uh, coming up against Canberra Raiders. Um, yeah, thoughts on this one? The Titans-Raiders one? Yeah, yeah Titans-Raiders. Interesting thing for me would be how um, Demol Fogarty plays um, coming up against his old club because I think um, a lot of people have mentioned how you know you can invest in your youth, but sometimes, especially in a position in the spine, experience matters, and to have someone like Fogarty at the Titans with the uh, with the young 
um, halves they've got there, would it have made a difference? Would they? I, I personally think so. Just someone, someone steady, a steady hand, and the fact that they've signed Florin for next year to do that role kind of demonstrates that. I think so. That's that'll be interesting um, to to watch. I think the Raiders are a, a strange team too. Just um, they love a wild swing, so they're behind by fourteen to the Warriors, and then they go, okay, no, that's not how we play. Let's <laughs> let's win this the second half comebacks and then the letdowns as well. So Ricky Stewart's pulling hamstrings injury his knees on the sideline. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just they're just a strange team. I, I couldn't I don't know. Another one of those clubs where it's would be tough to be a fan because you go you never feel safe with any score, it seems. So and I don't know. And I think um as much as you know the Titans are in the wars, they they do have some talent there. And I think if they could just click at home and Jaden Campbell might be playing, so I'd like to see the Titans win. Mm, there we go. Another I'm tip with my heart. Nice, <laughs> nice, little, heart. nice little upset there. The Titans get the job done. No, it will be it will be particularly interesting uh, to see uh, what they can do there. Uh, episode 49, we spoke about, you know, some repairs to the Dragons. Hey, let's just go with some of these young kids. The Titans did that, and it didn't really work out for them. So a bit of a tale of how uh, how it can go wrong. All right, team, well, let's move our way through. Uh, Saturday, the 5.30 game at Points Bet Stadium. The Sharks are at home to the Rabbitohs. Uh, big favourites in this game, the Cronulla Sharks. And look, I'm, I don't know whether I'm just getting excited with all of this bold underdog tipping tonight, but I'm going with the Rabbitohs uh, because it's not the Cronulla Sharks versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's the Cronulla Sharks versus Latrell Mitchell. And I don't know whether anyone else has been watching this guy play, but he is in a mood. Um, you know, I predicted him to be the Daily M winner by a country mile at the start of the year off the back of, you know, you know, he didn't get to finish the, the, the final series. And, you know, that may not work out given all of his injuries and things, but He's in a mood. Um, this is Tom Travoyevic vibes, in my opinion, and I think he wins this game by himself. Latrell doesn't play. Cronulla win it com- comfortably. That, that's just where we are with those two teams. Taking nothing away from Cronulla, too. They're, they're a good football team, um, and they'll um, cause some headaches come playoff time. Uh, the next game, uh, yeah, Saturday, 7.35, excuse me, Suncorp Stadium. The Brisbane Broncos in fourth position. Heavy favourites coming up against the wounded uh, 16th, Wooden Spoon, West Tigers. Um, look, this one's not going to be pretty. I really feel like, you know, look, whether the reactions, whether the decision was right, wrong, clearly it was wrong, and whether the, the reactions were right from the club, I just feel like it, it, it's going to take so much energy, emotional and physical energy out of the West Tigers. It, it, it has to. I don't think this is a situation where it brings the team closer I feel like it was a little bit of a desperate situation where they came together to try and win that 300th game for Jimmy Tarmow. It didn't work out. How they come back and respond this week, I, I, I just I just can't see it happening. And the Brisbane Broncos, they don't look like the team that sort of plays down a competition and offers any mercy anymore. This is a this is a legitimate football team, and uh, you know there's competition for spots. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the Broncos get that one done uh, pretty easy. All right, Mickey. As I say every week, be kind. You're previewing the Newcastle Knights at home. Uh, coming up against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Who you got in this one? Two o'clock on Sunday. This one will be a very even, close matchup. I feel you're so um, kind. You're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in terms of where, like, their both teams are at, even just on the ladder. Like, I think they're only like a team apart or something from last time I checked. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm going to have. I, I am going to have to say the Bulldogs. Um, Ado Carr in the form that he's been in, like, you know, he might score a hat trick. <laughs> 
I, look, I, I don't blame you. Matty, Matty Burton, Kyle Flanagan, and, uh, good, you know, Kyle Flanagan, isn't that a great success story? But just goes to show, if you stabilise your spine, you know, Jeremy Marshall Kent, he's going to be, um, he's, you know, he's going to be a little bit of a loss. Reed Marnie coming in, he's dropped away a little bit in form for Parramatta, but he's playing really good. He heads up to Redcliffe. Um, Avarillo is playing great at fullback. And, uh, yeah, Burton, Flanagan in the half is playing really, really well. So, yeah, Bulldog spine. Definitely, um, it will you know outplaying the Knights at the moment and no Ponga, so that that's um, that's a good one there. Uh, rounding off um, again, St George Illawarra Dragons causes mighty men uh, at Strata Jubilee Stadium coming up against North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, yeah, Mickey, thoughts on this one? The Dragons they're popping up with some regular upsets, and the Cowboys they just went through this whole dramatic emotional event as well. How do you see this one playing out? The four o'clock yeah. game on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like. I know Cowboys didn't look like winning last weekend against Tigers. And so if they perform like that again this weekend, like it could end up being another really close game against the Dragons. Um, But I know, obviously I do think Cowboys will win um, just because of how they have been playing and how inconsistent the Dragons have been playing. But, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting I, to see how Cowboys bounce back after last weekend as the well. The Cowboys are just the entertainers of the competition. They just love the drama. So, you know, they'll just keep this one close. Uh, Chatty Townsend, my mate, scores a field goal to win this one. How about <laughs> that one? All right, team. Well, there you have it. That's round 20, women in league uh, round, uh, all previewed. Uh, cannot wait to be watching way too much rugby league this weekend. There's some really good games uh, amongst uh, this week's round. All right, team, that's all the time we have. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.